But what of the everyday? What of the communities and neighbourhoods where Londoners actually lived? The late 19th century saw the great age of suburban expansion. The greatest advance of the decade is shown, reported Sidney Lowe in 1890, not in the cities themselves, but in the ring of suburbs which spread into the country around them. The centre of population is shifting from the heart to the limbs. The lifeblood is pouring into the long arms of bricks and mortar and cheap stucco that are feeling their way out to the Surrey Moors and the Essex Flats and the Hertfordshire Copses. Between 1891 and 1901, the outer ring suburbs of London expanded by 45%. By the end of the century, the population of Lambeth, which had stood at 30,000 in around 1800, was 300,000. And you can tell the same story for Camberwell, uh, for Leytonstone, uh, for West Ham, uh, across the capital. Often thrown up in dull uniformity by profit-hungry developers, Many of these inner and outer suburbs were bland places, commuter villes for the hundreds of thousands of clerks and professionals catching the omnibus into the city. This is the world of Holloway and Bex Hill, uh, of Mr and Mrs Puta. And even in the late 19th century, it was popular to decry the absence of civic pride in the suburbs, the absence of municipal patriotism. This is Walter Besant, uh, the great London writer uh, and activist on South London. It is a city without a municipality, without a centre, without a civic history. It has no newspapers, magazines or journals. It has no university, has no colleges, apart from medical. It has no intellectual, artistic, scientific, musical, literary centre, unless the Crystal Palace can be considered as a centre. Its residents have no local patriotism or enthusiasm it has no theatres except of a very popular or humble kind. It has no clubs, it has no public buildings, it has no West End. Of course, my friends who live in North London regard that as an apposite description uh, of South. But is this, is this really true? In 1899, the London Government Act created 28 new metropolitan borough councils, deliberately designed to neuter some of the radicalism of the LCC. They lasted for 64 years and had much greater powers than the old vestries and boards they took over. Not only were they the sanitary, paving and street lighting authorities, but they took on responsibilities for baths, washhouses, burial grounds and public libraries. Most significant of all was the symbolism of borough status within London and its improved position in the world of local self-government. Each council with its own mayor, its aldermen and all the trimmings. What this produced was a new sense of civic pride in the boroughs and suburbs of London, which was consciously reflected in urban space and design. When we think today of public spaces and civic pride, it is the metropolitan boroughs of the 1900s, as well as the LCC, we might well look at. Listen, for instance, to the mayor of West Ham in 1936 extolling the virtues of his borough's progress. In my early days, there were no municipal recreation grounds or playing fields, no municipal college, secondary, central, special, open air or nursery schools, no municipal libraries, baths, tramways or electricity undertakings, no municipal hospitals, maternity and child welfare clinics or school medical clinics. Truly, there has been a wonderful growth of educational and public health services. Those twin handmaidens which have brought to our citizens healthier, healthier
happier and longer lives. And what this produced in design terms was an extraordinary outpouring of pride in public space and urban design within London, uh, here in Woolwich. Great public buildings, working tramways, well-tended parks, decent underground stations, fire stations, museums, libraries, high streets and baths houses. Think here uh, of um, Ealing, of Tottenham here, of, 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 of Haringey, or East Ham, or Camberwell with its magnificent art gallery, uh, or Brixton with its town hall, or Battersea with its pioneering Latchmere estate, or Croydon with, quotes, one of the finest piles of municipal buildings in the country. This was the era when London's pride fed through into fierce rivalry in municipal design and public sphere, and it lasted right into the 1930s, the, the Indian summer of local government in this country.